0: Hey guys, welcome back to the short-term show. Today we have Sebastian Giraldo. He is a short-term rental investor and host in Miami, which is very exciting to me uh, because everybody loves Miami. So uh, Sebastian, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business.
1: So pleasure to join you, Avery. Thank you so much for the warm invitation. Uh, Like you said, um, my name is Sebastian. Um, Real estate, it's my my thing, it's what I do. I started as a real estate agent. I had a full-time job, like uh, many, I'm assuming many of you could relate. And um, I noticed it just wasn't for me. I was an aircraft technician, getting paid very well, but the routine, a repetitive day to day basis was not for me so i uh, educated myself on the job read a lot and found out who i what i really liked who i really wanted to be and real estate real estate fit right in fast forward about 2 year 2 to 3 years into real estate i noticed uh short term rentals was was up and coming it was a new thing it was exciting it still is exciting and uh, i went i dove straight in and we've done very well um one of the things that you know that i loved about it is that i can help many people because it has so many gray areas and so many people had many questions about it so we started a community called airbnb hosts miami and right now we've grown to over 1,100 members on there and we also have a whatsapp chat so um, you know we host different topics we help out a lot of people, many different hosts we share bookings and it's it's awesome to be able be able to give back and and help other people um, my strength in real estate was is, Real estate investments, multifamily, and such. So everything fit and went hand in hand. And I'm just so excited of, of how it's turned out after COVID and what's going on. I think um, we have so much room to go and we're only getting started.
0: That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your strategies with short term rentals. Do you buy them? Do you arbitrage them? Do you co host? Do you? property manage? What does that look like for you?
1: So we have right now several uh, management properties that we manage. Uh, we're renovating a home in one of the main areas in, in Miami. It's Little Havana area. And uh, we're excited for that, one, that home to come online. And um, we had several properties that we arbitraged um, you know, we would rent and uh, host, co-host, or host in in uh, Airbnb and all the other platforms. And um, after 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 the COVID, you know, we we our our operations, our business model leaned out we, we let go of the properties that weren't working out and and you know what it worked for the better. we have the best performing properties on our on our portfolio and it's it's a much more efficient business so in, in the long term I think this was very favorable for us.
0: Awesome. Tell me a little bit about how COVID affected rentals in Miami. So in other episodes, we've kind of gone over how it's a has affected other markets. that are more vacation uh, heavy markets. But uh, tell me a little bit about what you saw and what your experience was being an Airbnb host in Miami during that time. And I guess this time it's still going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Still. So I think thankfully we're at the tail end of this right now let's start from the beginning during uh, covid uh, obviously it, it hit all of us you know very unexpected very left field huge curveball we took it a day at a time uh you know we we kept motivating ourselves and 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 knowing that, we you know as long as we we go through this and we you know we survive we make it through we'll be fine i knew from the beginning that uh this was going to cause a shortage in inventory in short-term rental market so we had that in our crosshairs and and that's what really kept us going throughout the the entire time obviously um there was not as many bookings, everything slowed down, cancellations, the map went red. I remember the uh, the map, the, I meant the calendar, went completely blank, um, a lot of canceled bookings. And the term commonly used in our Airbnb community was uh, Airbnb Armageddon. And that kind of explains the whole situation. Um, so it, 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 we lost many bookings. Of course, Airbnb never never gave much of the refunds. Uh, it was a hard time. What we did is that we focused in marketing around that period. We had strengthened our, our operations, our, our exposure, our our website, our social media. We did this because we, we wanted to, to still... Show our management clients that we were there, and we, you know, we were putting all our energies and efforts in, into more exposure and to getting more bookings and improving occupancy. So that that helped us a lot, and 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 the owners saw that extra effort, that extra mile from us. Um, we fast forward, just you know, halfway through through COVID. Um, we decided that we had to lean down. We had to, we had to um, make our operations as efficient and lean as possible in order to get through it. That's exactly what we did. Um, we let go of many of the, the properties, a lot of um, uh, the properties that were in ar- that were arbitrage, and you know. And to today, it's it was a good decision. I'm happy we did it. Uh, honestly, most of the headaches went went away, and we and and the highest best performing, highest booking home stayed, and our operations are much better than before, much more efficient. And now is it's just gradually improved. Now it's unbelievably good. Uh, calendars are full. Uh, we're pretty much full throughout March. Um, You know, we, we get so many requests now from guests, from friends calling me that they, they need a property or, or, you know, just um, relationships in, in real estate asking me for, for homes to stay, but there is not enough at the moment. Uh, Everything pretty much um, it's the contrary. We have great bookings, great guests now. And, we have uh, many people from, from, finally, from out of state, from the North, from Colorado, from New York. Um, you know, we're Miami, we're South Florida, where it's, right now it's, it's a beautiful time in the year and mo- many people wanna be here. Um, Miami, I feel in general is in the map. I don't know if you guys see it or where, where, you're, where you are from, but um, many people are moving down to Miami and it's it's definitely a blessing.
0: Absolutely, I'm in the panhandle of Florida right now and we're seeing a lot more New York and New Jersey license plates, permanent residents actually, not just tourists. Um, I think a lot a lot of New Yorkers and New Jerseyans are, are moving to Florida right now. Um, so tell me a little bit about the, what the regulations look like in Miami. So for uh, maybe a short-term rental investor who would like to buy something there, what are some of the things that they need to look out for regulations wise? <laughs>
1: And 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 I love to help people in this in this aspect. It's uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if, if if it is that way also in the Panhandle with you Avery, but it's it's a tricky situation. It's one of those big gray areas down in South Florida. Uh, you know the governor and and um, and and they're fighting back and forth with cities whether who has power in the law. It's still you know it's still going through through that process. Um, it right now as it stands it boils down to the city and the regulations that the city has. So it's tricky, you know, how many cities are there down here? you don't even know sometimes what city you're standing on unless you look at the address and hopefully it says the address says the city, but it might also say Miami, you know, it's, it's very great. It's very tricky. So what, what I advise people first, if, if there is an association in place, then first check with the association because that's, that's really what holds power if there is one. And if not, then uh, find out what city you're in. And if the city that you're in, um, Uh, You know, first confirm that, of course, there is a call something called a municipality map, and you'll see street by street what's what city what your what the home what city the home falls on, and then you can go online and check in the city regulations in the governing documents more or less what city uh what restrictions there is if if they have. If they allow it and if there is an application and what's the process like, uh, for example, Miami Beach. Miami Beach is obviously worldwide known and there is red areas, there is yellow areas and then there is areas that you could do it. So I pretty much just send people the, the, uh, the map. Um, and then after the city, um, if, if it's not a city, then it falls on the county. Miami-Dade County allows it. So it's awesome if you're on the county area, but it really – some I have a – we have a property called the Mango House that – um, it, the, the street that it's on is the county. The next following block is the city. So it's something that you definitely want to be careful about. And and after the city uh, or, or county, then, you know, it's the state. But the state right now allows it, and you just have to file a quick online application with them, and then – that that pretty much explains the process.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't see the state of Florida changing anything on us anytime soon. And I know up here in the Panhandle, the cities like Destin, Panama City Beach, 30A are so dependent on the income from short-term rentals because there are really no hotels here and there's really not a lot of permanent primary residents either. So uh, we couldn't live without it. So I can't imagine that the state would make a decision for for the entire state and not just the munis- different municipalities um, around that. I think they would they would lean in favor of, of just allowing it. Uh, but I know you guys have have a much more difficult fight down in South Florida than we do with it. Uh, so that's definitely something to keep in mind for anybody who wants to buy something in any of the south florida cities that you do have to pay close attention to the regulations and and the locations of these things so sebastian what when you're looking for a short-term rental property in your market what makes a good one is it proximity to the beach is it proximity to to downtown you mentioned little havana uh what what do you look for when you're looking for a a short-term rental either to arbitrage or manage or what makes a good one for you
1: in my experience, Avery, and, and I've, I'd also love to uh, hear your take on it. Um, in my experience, uh, it's it's. Although there is high demand for short-term rentals, particularly for family, it's it's it just boils down to supply and demand, like any other market, right? That's just the the uh, the principles of it per se. Now, condos and let's say small units such as one bedroom one bath two bedroom two you know anybody could put that out there on the market you know that the inventory for that could grow from one month to another exponentially however for single family homes you know there's there's a limited amount of land out there there's a limited amount of single family homes and then it boils down to characteristics so the more amenities including the the how near you are to a beach. You know, that's really one of the main questions that guests tend to ask, how far is the home from the beach? Um, So if you're the closer to the beach, the better, but it's definitely not a, a, a non-negotiable. It's not a, you know, it's not a breaking point. Um And then, you know, the more amenities you have, the more it sets you apart. I'm, uh I'm all for single family homes because there is just so many single family homes you can have. There is a limited. And then if you have a pool, if you have a tennis court, if you have, let's say, a stable, if you have, believe it or not, um, a pool heater is unbelievably important. Even in South Florida, it's it's such an amenity and there's many homes that don't have it. And and that's also one of the frequent questions you get. Obviously, if you have a pool, so the more people you can sleep in the home, the more amenities you have, and also um, the larger a lot, the the more activities you can do, and the vicinity to entertainment and. You know, main main um, main areas in in town, for example, downtown, or of course, brickle or even the beach. The better you will perform. Obviously, that also um, that it's it's also a a thing that balances out with how much the home is worth and how much the guest will pay for per night.
0: Yeah. So here in the Panhandle. The property pretty much has to be walking distance to the beach. If it's a condo, it it needs to be on the beach. But if it's a single family, which I prefer to, then it needs to be walking distance. I don't know Mm. about you guys, but here uh, there is no parking at the public beaches. There is, but there's just nowhere near enough. So if you're not walking distance for your guests, they're going to have a really hard time parking and give you a really, really not great review.
1: Oh, okay, that's interesting. That's that's they're definitely not the case in Miami Beach. There's <laughs> there is not as much parking as you'd wish, but eventually after going around a few times, you'll find a good parking.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: How about so- on properties as far as you know, what, what is the best property over there?
0: I, so I don't own any condos. I have a lot of clients who we've gotten condos for who have been really happy with them, but I personally like four bedrooms and up in any of the markets that I'm in. So my Tennessee places, my places here, uh, I like four bedrooms and up because you're over doubling your income, but between a two bedroom and a four bedroom, but you're, expenses are only about 10, 15% more. So it's just a lot more money. Uh, I prefer to have a private pool if at all possible or room to put one in. If not a private pool, I would like for the community to have access to a pool. Uh, just, you know, it doesn't get as hot here as it does there, but sometimes people during the day, they want to get, you know, off the beach out of the wind, but they don't want to be finished, you know, hanging out in the sun. So a uh, pool is a big one here. It doesn't have to have a pool if it's close enough to the beach, but uh, it's definitely, definitely helpful to have.
1: Definitely a perk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you are an agent in Miami still. So uh, what is the market looking like down there? Because I know in the markets where we sell in the Smokies and the Panhandle and Gulf Shores, and uh, now Blue Ridge, Georgia, the market's just ridiculous in all of all those areas. It's 10 offers on every property uh it, and we're we're winning contracts for our clients it just takes th- two or three times whereas or sometimes four or five or six times uh whereas a few years ago you know you could actually negotiate and get money off the price and not just have to go full price or over asking immediately uh because of all the competition are you, you guys seeing that too
1: yeah yeah it's 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 hot it's the market is on fire Um uh, Miami, you know, people are moving down here in in unbelievable amounts. Uh, we also see license plates from everywhere, uh, from from California, especially from. I've seen a lot. From, I've, I've seen from Louisiana, a lot. Um, and just like you are multiple offer situations especially in the let's say 500 to 800 ballpark um purchase price which is which if if you if you don't get a home that's pretty much the median home price right now if you know for not an older home in a nice neighborhood it, you definitely have to be super aggressive. It, whenever you submit an offer, it's 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 a day where you have to be on top of it. Hey, what do you need? What what is there? Our clients are solid. You know, terms, price. Um, if 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 you don't work with a seasoned agent, um, I, I I honestly believe that there's there's um not high probabilities of getting the offers accepted. It's it's a very competitive market and and it's awesome i think it's a great time in, in right now for miami for the growth of the market and and for everyone that, that wants to be in the market
0: yeah i think we're seeing that throughout the country i guess uh, <laughs> cuz i'm seeing it you're seeing it yeah. and you the importance of a seasoned agent cannot be overstated. Uh, in a situation where you're getting multiple offers on things, if the listing agent doesn't know your agent, that's gonna have an impact on your offer. Not every time, but in a lot of cases, the agent that you have make the make the offer for you does hold a lot of weight. So you definitely want a, a seasoned agent on your side uh, in the current market.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100% and and if it's an agent that has a, that has been in the market for a while and that has relationship with the listing agents even though it, it may not be with every agent but but if there is there is a lot more transparency trust and they know that you get it done they they speak the same language it's 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 something that it's like you said it it cannot hold enough value
0: Along those same lines, so when you are helping a client in your market, what are some of the pitfalls that newbie Airbnb investors fall into or newbie Airbnb hosts and managers? What are some of the things, the common mistakes that you see in your market that they make?
1: Common mistakes. I think the uh, number one mistake is is just going going the discount cheap per se on furniture and on um, and, and the design on the experience for the guests it 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 doesn't it doesn't play out well um you know it's you you want some a place where a home where your guests will feel warm will feel welcomed where where it feels like a good environment and and that that's just that the experience I think it's everything to start off. Um, other other mistakes I think um, not having not having the basic necessities you may overlook that uh, you, you it's it's crucial and very important to stay in the home to test out the home and make sure of what the, what the home needs what are what its what are what are its shortcomings you know and what it may need fixed you know for example uh, i was actually at a home in a in, in an airbnb with my family not too long ago and every time we showered there was there was water just leaking out of the shower and it was it was so simple it was so simple but i'm sure every guest had this problem and it's it was water that leaked through the shower door through the through the grout through the grout of the tiles you know and you step out of the shower and the whole bathroom's flooded and it's so uncomfortable these little details these little things are what are what you know doesn't it 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 doesn't help the experience. And then you start noticing every small detail, every wrong detail with the home. So it's it's important to test out your home, stay in it, have the experience on it fix any little details, maybe uh, you need an outlet here, you need an outlet in in other areas or something else that's important and, you know, it falls into, into not putting in the right investment the first time, you know, doing it right the first time, you know, things as simple as a mattress. People want to be comfortable. There's people that will cancel because the first night they just, they just didn't feel comfortable in the mattress, pillows, you know, basic amenities I think are often overlooked.
0: So pay attention to the details, got it. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, what would you tell, so we're in the final three questions of our interview and uh, what would you tell your former self who was about to get started uh, back before you got into real estate? What advice would you give yourself?
1: Advice? If I had just started, you know, um, when I got started, I I had a really tough tough time getting off the ground. Um, it was very painful. Uh, I I did many mistakes. I wish I hadn't. Um, I wish I had more guidance. I wish there was. Uh, perhaps a coach or, or a mentor some someone that I should that I could have uh, stuck by for at least a year learn how they did it learn how they were successful and then it's 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 you know I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was snowboarding in Utah with my family Um I went I went in and took classes, you know. I I was I was already in I know snowboarding, I know how to do it pretty well. My sister still had a rough time and I said, no, 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 no. You're not going through this learning curve. You, let's go. Let's go. Both take some classes. I took some more experienced classes, and she took beginner classes. And after it, it was we had an awesome time, and we were having so much fun. And that was because we had training, you know. And if I would have stuck by with a coach just in in uh, the first six months or or a year, I would have been much more successful from the start and not have so many painful mistakes and and done it correctly from the start so if you're a newbie if you're starting out even if you know if it's short-term rentals or if it's uh, real estate in itself find somebody that's doing it right find somebody that's successful find what what they are doing that's working and and learn and then you know pay the price lessen the learning curve and then you're off on your own and then you can build off of that
0: that is great advice. And my next question was going to be, but you kind of already answered it. What your mm. advice for a newbie investor in Airbnb would be?
1: Same, 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 pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. Okay. And but but you know, I'll add to that. Um, I don't know if you, you you may you may add to this as well, Avery. But uh, um, in business, in 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 typical, uh, I wouldn't start off, you know, with. I would first test it out, first First test it out in, 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 a, in a smaller scale. I uh, want to start out large, test it out, learn about the process in a smaller scale. And then once you have a good pulse, a good idea of how, how it all works, how the process works, then I would build it bigger and invest much bigger. So, you know, make all your first mistakes in, in a smaller scale.
0: Great advice. And the last question of the day: What is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book. I have. I'm a big reader. I ha. I, I I I like, and uh, I like reading a lot. And um, so there is a there is a few, but right now, by far, uh, the book that impacted me. The most was um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's one of those books I read every year, once or sometimes twice. the The value the value I've, I got out of there, and was was immense. And you know, I still see it. And every time I read it again and again, it 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 speaks to me in different ways.
0: That's awesome. That really is a great one and uh, on that note thank you Sebastian so much for being here and uh, where can everyone find you if they want to get a hold of you
1: in bigger pockets I'm there uh, that's how we met Avery and uh, it's it's definitely an amazing medium uh, it's one of the great things that got me going into real estate and, and allowed me to see real estate for for what it really is um, I'm in bigger pockets um, in social media my handle is. S-E-V, V for Victor, A-S-G, and it's the same in Twitter, and I'm, I'm pretty much active on both.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, Avery.